10, 9, ignition sequence start. 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. another episode of two dudes in a spaceship, spaceship. Show where we talk about science fiction science fiction and occasionally conspiracy theories i'm logan taylor austin merrill and what are we gonna talk about today dude we're talking about 9-11 okay. <laughs> i'm so uh, conspiracy theories or die <laughs> wait who is that matt rogers matt rogers shout this out is, dude is... homeboy bought me knuckle puck tickets bruh yeah for my birthday but bruh, yeah, that's pretty dope. I'm super excited. That's pretty dope. Fucking love knuckle puck. I okay. So you met Kate last weekend. Yep. Right. Okay. Yep. She she hit me up. It was one of the weirdest text messages I've ever gotten in my life. Um, she was like, "Hey, you, you wanna you wanna go to a concert with me?" I was like, mm, "Sure, let's go to a concert. Yeah, I can go to She's a concert." She's like, "In London?" And I was like, "That escalated quickly." <laughs> England. She's like, yeah, uh, there's this, apparently, uh, I forget what it's called. There's just a big, it's kind of like Warp Tour, but for the UK. Okay. Dude, the lineup for this, Jimmy Eat World, fucking Knuckle Puck, Real Friends. I mean, it is. Stacked. I, it's stacked. If, if, I, if, I have, if I have the money to go, I'm fucking go. We, we are dirty punk kids, by the way. Very dirty punk. So that's if if you have no idea what these bands are, that's why. It's you should it's, look. It's garage punk is basically what it is. Well, and uh, I had a conversation with somebody recently about uh, punk music, and it was Charlie. You know, because Charlie's quite a bit older than us. I mentioned yeah. that before. He uh, he's like, yeah. When, when I think of punk, I think of well, you know, because he was born in the '70s, so he's, he thinks about '70s punk. We're talking like. Sex Pistols and right. the Ramones and dirty punk rock. I was like, well, that kind of turned into skater punk. Yeah. And then pop punk kind of fell out of that. The All the subgenres of punk are just kind of interesting. Then you have, I think it's acid punk is a thing now. Mm -hmm. And then out of that came like, out of the pop punk thing came ska, which is like reggae. Yeah, ska's awesome. Slash punk rock. Sublime. Which, which is cool. Um, So, so Knuckle Puck, what subgenre are they? Now, uh, I think they're actually considered emo because of what happened with okay. emo music. Um, I could see that. When when you and I were kids, emo music was... Uh, AFI. Well, yeah, AFI. Um, I listened to shit out of AFI. Uh, uh, Alasana, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah. Um, Alasana. Alasana. The, I think the pinnacle of emo music for me was... Um, oh, what is that band called? It's the most emo band I've ever heard in my life. Um, fuck. My Chemical Romance? No, they they also were technically emo now, too. Or they were. They are emo. Um, was? Is? Is, is? Might be. Tenses are weird. Um, fuck. Oh, um, Hawthorne Heights. Okay. Hawthorne Heights is the most emo that you can get. I, I can see that. Like, because I love them. But yeah, well, yeah. They're kind of whiny. 
Yeah. And emo. Emo. Well, punk. Taking Back Sunday. Oh, Hawthorne don't even Heights, get me started. I mean, Taking Back just Sunday. Just that whole. Uh, oh, fucking love <laughs> Taking Back. I eat that shit up. Um, just whole emo emo subgenre, if you want to call it that, that came out of that whole old school punk stuff. Um, and then you have pop punk. And I did air quotes under the table. So pop punk. Um, All Time Low. Um, some of those other bands that are still considered emo, if you want to call it that. But no. I wouldn't say that All Time Low is emo. Well, it's it was early pop punk. I told you it's, pop punk became emo. They're like, if I had to put them in a genre, it would be stadium punk. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> But like technically, Panic of the Disco and Fall Out Boy are also considered emo bands oh. now too. Panic, especially, is considered an emo band. Dude, he's like, that's like gospel. Dude, he's so good though. Like Brendan Urie, like gospel it's music. Just, this diva, I love it. This majestic diva. Yeah, it's, I want to be at that level someday. <laughs> What's well, like in Panic of the Disco is one of those few bands that, as as they evolved, I didn't start to hate them. Falla Boy. Hate them. Just, it's go- like they just dropped a new record. It's straight garbage. And old I stuff. Hate it. Um, Perfect. Take, take This to Your Grave, which is their debut record, was amazing. Very punk, very, you know, and then, of course, the one that made them famous under the cork tree, which, yep. Masterpiece. Um, Absolute. And then uh, Infinity on High was really, really good. And then Falla Adu was also really good, but different. And then they came back with Save Rock and Roll, and I'm just like, that you have Courtney Love on your record. You guys are the worst people known to man. But I told you, they, they redeemed it because it's that same record that's got Elton John at the that's very That's kind of cool. So, like, yeah, but no, like, the, the intro for that Courtney Love song, uh, she says, it's Courtney, bitch. And I'm just like, oh! Because, like... She killed, she killed Cobain. Yeah. Or Cobain's like, fuck this bitch, and killed himself. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was going to make that joke. I figured, ah, um, It's mm, been long enough. Might as well. But no, I'm just... She killed my boy. She killed my boy. Fucking love Nirvana. I, you know, I, I've had this discussion with, discussion with Maddie that I just can't really get into Nirvana. I miss that window. Don't give me that face. What? I, I like them, and I appreciate them, but I can't, like, listen to a whole record front to back. Just, I, it's just, you're living wrong. It's just not my do thing. what you're doing, just less <laughs> just shitty, less, just better. Do what you're doing, but better. No, I'm. I appreciate what Kurt did. I appreciate what he did for music as a whole. And I, Dave Grohl, grunge. Oh yeah. God, grunge. The thing is, in my opinion, grunge was born and died with Kurt Cobain. Anybody that's done it after that is just a copycat. And I don't. I just. I don't. I like it, like I said, but I think I was at this, I was, when I got into Nirvana or when Maddie showed me Nirvana or whatever, I was just at a different, you know, I was in a different place. I was less open to uh, genres of music than I am now. I'm, I'm starting to fall back into metalhead status. I mean, I got, I got in the shower. I got in the shower today. I told you that and you said, good job. Um, (laughs) Way to hygiene, bro. I, I got home and I took a shower and um, usually what I have been doing is when I get in the shower, I'll take a little Bluetooth speaker and I'll listen to my punk bands, like the Wonder Years or my, my and, boys and sing in the shower. Mm-hmm. I went straight for the throat. Devil wears Prada. <laughs> um, 
I love Dove Wars products. I do too. They're fantastic. Well, oh, um, I I got to tell you, and I tell you guys, um, uh, the whole. Okay, so you know this is the last year for Warp Tour, right? Yep. Last year is the last cross country. They've kind of really pushed that. So I think what will end up happening is it will pop up festivals, or it'll run, you know, major cities. So you'll probably still have it in Chicago. You'll still have them, of course, West Coast. You'll have probably one on the East Coast, but it's not going to be a big because uh, if you look at the tour dates, it's it's a lot because you go all over the U.S. and then you go up to Canada. They've started adding Canada into some of that. And so it's this big thing where they actually do, um, they typically do, I think, sh- uh, Chicago, and then there's another, I think there's another city in Illinois they do, and then they hit Indiana, and then they almost always immediately go up to uh, Canada right after that. And then I think they double back and hit Michigan and some of the other states before they finish the tour. And it's like, I don't know, it's like, uh, it's all summer long. I mean, it's, it's this crazy Can you imagine being tour. a vocalist? In oh God, Warped no! Tour like I've always from... wanted to play Warp Tour, but like, good God, good I, God! I want no part there have of been it. nights where I do a show and like that night I'm done. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. You know, I done. You know, and I think it says a lot about the bands that they have on Warp Tour, um, especially metal bands. Like, fuck! I don't know how you guys, like, how you guys are even even still doing that. But okay. Um, but no, we, we should talk about there is a petition going around that once Warped Tour said it's their last one. Um, the petition is for My Chemical Romance to get back together to do uh, the last cross-country uh, warp Tour. Here's the thing. What the, what the petition is kind of like is like they, they've specified things. They want it to end with um, uh, Helena's So Long a Good Night. As the last moment of the tour. That would be beautiful. And <laughs> I was a uh, lady who cuts my hair. Because, uh, uh, yeah, I got a nice. Yeah, you got a fresh going cut going. Yeah. So shout out to Fade Salon and Cody I Williams. I think I might be getting a fresh fresh cut tomorrow. Yeah? Where are you going? Probably not Fade. Oh, <laughs> you're a terrible person. It's an hour drive. I know. Anyway, so me and Cody were talking about that. and I can't for a cut. That's fair. I, I just happen to live in the same town she does. Yeah. So, um, but no, she's she's an old school emo kid too. And, <laughs> and so we were talking about <laughs> bands like that, and she's like, "Yeah, like they shouldn't even let uh, shouldn't even let kids go. It should just be all these twenty something former emo kids. Like you have to be at least twenty to get in the door, mm-hmm. <laughs> because I I will not hesitate to drop kid a, drop kick a sixteen year old, you know, right in the face mm-hmm. because I'm like." Dude, this is I've not seen my camp live. I mean, I need to be right there in the front. I'm gonna wear eyeliner, whole thing. It's gonna be a big deal. You can fuck off, kid. <laughs> you can fuck off, kid. It was like me with Toy Story when Toy Story three came out. Oh yeah. I was like, I don't give a fuck. Six year old. I've been waiting eleven <laughs> goddamn years for this movie. This is that's 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 hundred percent me with. Uh, I the, feel that. Well, the new well the new Incredibles is coming out. It's my How point. How long has that been? Uh. That came out in like the early two thousands, right? I don't know. Let's Google. Find out. Google, you glorious bitch, you. <laughs> <laughs> Love Google. It's so late. I have to work in the morning. You'll be all right. I believe in you. I'll be all right. Okay. So 
When did when did it come out? I'm looking. We saw Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, The Incredibles came out two thousand four. Two thousand four. So it's so been it's been what twelve years? Two thousand four, bro. Oh shit. Uh, math. Math. Twenty. That's not right. Well, is it? Ten, no. Ten years would be twenty fourteen. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. Whoa. My brain was like ninety four. So fourteen years. Yeah. Shit. It's been fourteen years. Nah. Fourteen of them. Fourteen years. That's shitty. Yeah. But at least it's happening. Better like, late than never. Yeah. I mean. Um. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the whole the the back to the warp tour thing. I mean, there's according to Kevin Lyman, who is the guy who runs Warp Tour, has kind of said, "Hey, you know, we're gonna have some big acts. You know, it's gonna be a big deal." And one guy like retweeted something, and then Kevin Lyman like messaged the guy on Twitter and was like, "I think you're gonna really like these bands that are because the band the lineup's already chosen. It's already done. They announced it on the first of March, I think." And so this guy started like going. This other guy started going through this guy's Twitter page, trying to see what Kevin possibly meant by that. Excuse me. And some of the some of the posts that he had were Beartooth, um, love Beartooth, Paramore, some of the, some of the early. And then so there's been all this speculation of who's going to do it. I'd love to see Motion City um, get back together to do it. Um, you know, so so you would have, of course, the whole plan is another potential. Um, is another big. Uh, possibility or theory right now for who might be on this tour. I love Beartooth. They're they are like I. They I, are dirty. <laughs> they are dirty garage metal kids. I haven't listened to enough Beartooth, and I and I'm that way with a lot of bands where I need to. Uh, I tend to like I like so much music and so many different genres of music that I don't ever really have the time to sit down and just listen to a record all the way through. I should, and I do that on occasion, but, like, um, it's not very often. Um, but, like, The Wonder Years, The Wonder Years, I listened to that, the new record all the way through, which was amazing. Fantastic. Um, Phantasmo, I would, Phantasmo, I would I would venture to say. <laughs> I, I could say. I could say Phantasmo. I could, I could say Phantasmo. Oh, okay. So, um Crash Course People and what's going on with Yo Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I like doing the display face. Um, it's going super good, I think. <laughs> on my side of things. I don't know what she's thinking because half the time she doesn't say what she's thinking. Well, like She's watching this. That, she's going to watch she's this. She's going to watch this. That, hey. <laughs> Hey girl, hey. hey. That text hey. you showed me earlier was like, ugh, you guys are cute. It's gross. Yeah, I think we mesh pretty well. No, you do. I mean, um, I think we complement each other. You, you guys, you guys have a really good balance. Yeah. She's she's pretty introverted, and you're not. And like, and you're not. And I think you're that, the opposite. You're the opposite of an introvert. And I think that it balances really well. Yeah, um, I like her a lot. So she seems. I mean, she hasn't talked shit about us, from what I understand. So she doesn't. Yeah. She likes you guys. You're like, nah, but shut up because she might not like you guys. Don't say anything. No, I, she likes you guys. She does. Um, but yeah, man. I want her to come out with us sometime, but she works on the weekends like a big idiot. Sorry, it's not your fault. Yeah, it is. Um, Do your life. I'm going to meet some – she's going to uh, – okay. 
I'm meeting her cousin. I think it's like a slow trickle. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Into the, into the fam. Yep. I'm kind of nervous <laughs> about it. <laughs> it's been so long since I've had to meet family. Yeah. Ugh. See, I, I, I mentioned this to somebody, too, uh, when it comes to dating and stuff. It's like I, I hate the whole premise of dating because, you know, you have to meet family. And then you have to, like, go to other, like, Christmases and shit. And, like, ugh. Right? As long as I can be drunk the whole time, I'm okay. Because, <laughs> like, uh, I used to make this joke uh, that, you know, uh, because my family and I are, are pretty close. So, you know, I have, we still do their Christmas. My mom's side, we do that Christmas. Um, and then we have one for just, you know, my brother and, and my parents. And, of course, my brother's wife and my niece now. But um, So I do, like, three Christmases all, like, in the span of, of a few days. So then when you add a significant other into that, and then if they also do something similar where they have a couple of different Christmases, it's just a lot, it's just a lot to do. Yeah. And so uh, I started, I just, I think I'm just going to date an orphan. I think that's, <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that'll just, that'll just like, oh, you know, as sad as that is, it's like, oh, you can just hang out with my family and yeah. then we don't have to go anywhere. My, my holidays get really hectic because yeah. my, my parents are split up. Okay. So it's like, I've got Christmas with mom. Nope. And stepdad. I've got Christmas with dad and his girlfriend. And then their family. Yeah. And then I kind of sort of got out of it this year with Aaron. Because we (laughs) did that. (laughs) So, like, I I love our family. So, yeah. Which kind of sucked. But. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of the nature of the beast. Though. That's one of the shitty yeah. things about you know breakups as a whole, is because you know if if you're close with their family, you you kind of it's uh, it's weird to be like super close. Like I know you and you and her dad are like pretty chill. Yeah, but like I, I love her dad. You know, it's not something where you know you're gonna go to you know cookouts and shit at their house. Yeah. Um. I, how do I put this and not sound like a total asshole? I mean, I'm a professional asshole, so... I think that this whole situation was a blessing in disguise because I have I've not been this happy. Without trying to be a dick. In like a year. Um, some, some of that's a new relationship, so it's, well, yeah. it's, it's going to yeah. be nice. It's going to be the puppy dog thing. But um, but like the thing is is like there's nothing to maintain there, there's no maintenance. True. Like, of course we haven't been seeing each other for very long. Yeah. But like at this stage, there's like a, not a whole lot of maintenance. Well, and so some of that too, and I I think I mentioned this before that you know, dating as an adult is hard, but when you date as an adult and you have your shit together, the balance I think is better because you have. You guys both have your own lives. You, well, right, you're, yeah. You're both self-sufficient. You're not like, because the girl that I was with for so long, um, you know, we also uh, dated in high school, and I know you and you and your girl, uh, your ex-girl, also dated in high school, and there's just a different dynamic now, and I think that's why uh, you're you seem to be much much happier because you got your own shit together, and then you the the other person then compliments your own shit instead of. Well, I, I, like there are times where I'm at work and like <clears throat> she'll text me and I'll read her text 
but I'm up to my eyeballs yeah, and yeah. shit to do. So I'm like, oh, cute text. And I put my phone down, and then I don't text her for four hours, and she's not like, well, why aren't you texting? Why aren't you talking to me? <laughs> she just she's like, cool, bro, you're busy. Cool. And I'm like, no worries. Dang, girl. That's called being an adult. Dang, girl. You fucking cool as shit. <laughs> oh, God. She's cool as shit. She is cool as shit. She is cool as shit. She wears those ripped pants. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have to mention, I mentioned this to you. I have to mention it to them that she shows up to this party and, like, she's wearing this, like, uh, this sweater, like, off the shoulder sweater. Yeah. Which is, like, very, it's a very fancy sweater. But then she was wearing uh, ripped black skinny ripped jeans, black skinny jeans and, and Doc Martens. Doc Martens, yes. that's right. Yeah. So like she was like from from the waist down, she was super punk rock. But from the waist up, she looked like she could have been going to like a Christmas thing. She's got the little hair shape thing and she, yeah, she's super punk rock, uh, and I totally approve. Wonderful. <laughs> the, the, I took her to the sinking ship in Indy. Yeah, you, you mentioned that. And it's a super metal hole in the wall. So if you're like a metal a metal kid. Go the sinking ship. It's on College Ave. Go, go. <laughs> um, but when she pulled up, she was wearing like a pullover hoodie. I love skinny it. jeans. I love it. And the checkered slip-on Vans. Yes. <laughs> no, uh, uh, I I know it wouldn't go well, but like I saw a girl on Tinder who was like super emo uh-huh. and my inner emo kid was like ah oh, match with her you match, gotta do, you match. gotta do it. super like <laughs> because because like I, I don't know it's just uh you know i i like some of the hair trends that are coming back like the like the multicolored hair and stuff like that but like uh i mentioned to to cody when she was getting my hair cut and i was like you know, I I feel like I could do that. I feel like I could I could I could rock like purple hair. Fuck it. <laughs> I was like, nah, I'm too old for that. I'm too old for purple. I hair. I like your gray fox thing you got going on. Dude, though. I uh I took off my hat today, and I'm walking in there, and the top's starting to get more gray, and so I took it off, and she was like, can we can we talk about your gray hair? It's like Cody, I thought you weren't gonna mention it. I thought we were cool. <laughs> uh, and, and she's like, yeah, uh, you took it off, and I was like. Wow, that's that's a lot more than like I haven't seen her in like three weeks. It's been three weeks, and there was a noticeable increase in gray hair. Uh, maybe it's the house. Well, some some of that when that when I actually have product in it, it's less uh, it's less noticeable on top. But yeah, if I just let it air dry, I, I look like I'm a few steps away from being Doc Brown from Back to the Future, and I'm kind of okay with it. Gray Fox, bro. I mean, it's I'm not losing it, so I guess that's you know pros and cons. Oh, Marty, great Scott. Okay, so we need to jump right into this um, because we are starting to condense the episodes a little bit to make it a little bit more palatable. Um, so the the YouTube videos aren't an hour and a half because I know people don't have that's a whole film. Get your shit together. Get Watch an hour and a half together, um, and we'll see how far this runs and go from there. So Austin wanted to talk about conspiracy theories because it's all I've ever wanted. And then what? Uh, you said Matt, Matt Rogers, Matthew Rogers, uh, said, "Give me conspiracy theories or give me death." And yep. so, okay, we're gonna come out swinging with nine eleven. We're gonna come out swinging. Okay, I need to 9/11. preface. I need to preface with, I love America. <laughs> I'm a patriot. Okay, so what? But before before you go into that, I, I feel like it's important to note that the conspiracy theories for nine eleven, because I've I've done a lot of research into it too. It's not 
we're not saying that it didn't happen or it necessarily didn't happen the way that they said the it. The way did. that it said it, that, but we are saying that there is a lot of evidence to the contrary of Where's the your story. Where's evidence, girl? <laughs> of the story that was told that it was terrorists versus, um, uh, you know, basically in, in quote-unquote inside job. We're going to lose a lot of viewers for this. <laughs> we don't have very many anyway. So who it's fine. Shit? It's fine. So the uh, go, go ahead with what you were going to. What you were gonna say? You can go ahead and start this. Um. Okay. Preface. I love America. I love America. God damn it, America. God damn it, America. You're a woman. Um. But there's a lot of. Just like I said last week, just take your patriotic boots off for five mm-hmm. seconds and just listen. Well, like um, I, and and I mentioned this before. What a lot of people don't realize and uh. I've actually looked into it, and this has happened more than once. The one I can think of offhand, Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor, the British government knew that the Japanese were going to bomb Pearl Harbor before it happened. Now, they did not tell us this was a class declassified document that came out, I don't know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, whatever. Um, and what had happened, it might have been earlier than that, but what had happened, what had happened was... Um, uh, the uh, the British government and a few other countries were like, hey, Nazis are kind of getting out of control. Maybe you should like get involved. And we're like, nah, bro. We ain't about that life. We ain't trying to get involved in your conflict. And then Pearl Harbor was going to happen. And the British intelligence intercepted, I guess, Japanese uh, communique. Um, right, it's fancy words. Uh, about, you know, the attack that was going to happen refuse to tell us about it because it, then it happens. They bomb Pearl Harbor, and then we're like, fuck yeah, let's get involved and kill some Nazis. That is what, that's the push that we needed in order to get not only congressional approval, but... It's a chess game. Yeah, public approval in order to get us to Europe to, uh, to, fight, to fight the Nazis. But they... The, the Nazis. The, the Nazis. The British government specifically did not tell us in order to push us into uh, World War II. And then we fought and like killed some Nazis. And we won. And we won. Victory. Um, speaking to that, Pearl Harbor and, and stuff, I'm sick and tired of helping other people. God damn it. I'm so fucking tired of it. I, okay, this is why. Because, like, I think it was like 30 some years before Pearl Harbor. In the early 1900s, mm-hmm. we supplied Japan with a shitload of metal. Okay. Guess what they used to build the planes? Metal. metal. Well, I mean, that goes, that goes back to, if you want to get specifics about the most recent war on terror, um, a lot we of... We supplied yeah, weaponry uh, for, to... But it was for other conflicts. You know, we, yeah. we, we have been helping out of what, Syria. We've been helping out a lot of the Middle East by sending them... Shit. By training them and giving them weapons. Exactly. And then they turn around and use those same weapons. 20 years later. But then people are, oh, or, you know, you have people like, we, we armed ISIS. We armed Al-Qaeda. And people are, oh, we didn't arm Al-Qaeda. They're terrorists. And so, where the fuck do you think they got M4s? Where the fuck do they get half the ship? Because the way mili- the military, and you can attest to this, we just, when, when we're in any conflict whatsoever, uh, it's too expensive to bring back materials tanks, et cetera, et cetera, 
we drop them in and then just fucking leave them there. And the Russians did it. And (laughs) you're about to laugh about the joke from last week. Um, uh, You know, the Russians did it. Matter of fact, there was an instance recently, um, and I say probably three, four years ago, where um, ISIS got a hold of some leftover, um, uh, they were Russian jets from like the 70s. They got a hold of them, fixed them up, and, and decided they wanted to go toe-to-toe with our jets, which I think the F-16 was still in operation or still is in operation, and we just fucked them up. We haven't had a, do- a legit dogfight since, like, World War II, mm-hmm. with the, except for, you know, the occasional, you know, here and there. They scrambled their jets, showed up, and were like, nah, dude. No. So, yeah, I don't even know how. We couldn't have sent out that many because that just feels like a waste of fuel, but they just... They they show up, we're like, okay, let's go get them, boys, and just shot them out of the sky because a jet from the 70s versus top-of-the-line military next-level shit just fucked them up. It's like, yep. nah, don't don't come into my house swinging a gun around. You're liable to get shot. Mm-hmm. My house with a musket. <laughs> right. <laughs> They'll blow you away. I was in the musket all, all fucking, uh, God, bring, a, bring an M4. It's like it's like going to you know going back to the Revolutionary War with all the tech we have now. That's exactly what that's like. So people roll up with cannons. We roll up with uh, you know fucking tanks and shit. Nah, nah, <laughs> you don't stand a chance. It's bro. not gonna happen. Um, muskets give you a lot of time to cool off. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why there's been a lot of people pushing for like more common sense, and that phrase gets thrown around a lot. Common sense gun laws. Because the gun laws that were put into place originally were when we had muskets. Oh, you know? fuck off! No, no, no. But that's that's but that's true. That that is the the point. <laughs> the point of the Second <laughs> Amendment is so that we can be equally matched. That's the, the point. With the the irony behind that statement is the fact that the government has drones and shit. Even if you armed yeah. everybody with everything that that okay, is consumably so, available. So what happens when? <laughs> When Russia decides, oh, we're just going to invade that hunk of dirt now, and now nobody has guns, then what? They, why would they need to? What do you mean, why would they need to? Trump makes out with Putin like on the daily, I thought. It's, Trump ain't always going to be there, Trump, big boy. Well, I'm just making a point. We're, we're getting off topic. Anyway, 9-11. <laughs> it's going to piss me off. I'm just fucking with you. Um, I love guns. I love guns. I and, love shooting guns. I and, love owning guns. And that's cool. I love cleaning guns. I have no problem with that. That my my issue is the fact that that kind of stuff really has it's been updated a little bit. Um, but like in the '30s, because I, I'm assuming because of you know the the gangsters using Tommy guns and stuff, Tommy guns became illegal. That's when you had the automatic weapons ban that came out of the '30s, which I'm assuming has to do with like John Dillinger and and a lot of those bank robbers, you know. These, these legends of the 30s um, because they just kill so many people so fast. And that, that, but um, because of bans on stuff like that, you have the creation of bump stocks. There's a, there's a ban on automatic weapons, period. You can't yes. have an automatic weapon. But that's, I, I, that's what I'm And trying, I get that. That's what I'm trying there to say. There should be no reason for you to slap a 150-round <laughs> magazine onto a fully automatic weapon and just spray. I mean... And a bump stock, you can suck my dick. That's not automatic. No, it's it's... Technically, it's not. It, with enough practice, you can you can empty a magazine really quickly. Not as quick as you know, like a 
you know, like a Tommy gun or something like that. Right. However, but my point is that, uh, I read a thing one time, <laughs> I read a thing one time where it was talking about, it was, it was like, it was like right after the, um, Jason Aldean concert yeah. shooting, mm-hmm. um, some news place that had no fucking idea what they were talking about <laughs> released instruments you can put on an M4. Yeah. And one of the things that they put on there was a fucking grenade launcher. I'm like, are you kidding me? You can't just walk into a fucking gun store and buy a grenade See, launcher. See, but th- that's, that's where like the specifics get kind of lost in translation because, yes, you can put a grenade launcher on an M4. You can. However, good fucking luck. Civilians cannot get one. That's no different than like, um, you know, in incendiary ammunition. I don't think you can buy. You can buy tracer rounds. Yeah, but you can't buy incendiary ammunition. In a tracer, you can just see where it goes. Well, exactly. So, yeah. like, you know, you can say, well, you know, you can do this or you can do that for an M4. Well, yeah, you can. You the, can. The military does it all but the why? time. But why? But why? Why would why you do any of that? That's like, I mean, you know, that's like what C4. It's like, yes, if you know shady people, I'm sure you could get a hold of C4, but you can't just go into fucking Bullseye or some of the other gun stores or and just be like, you know, Tannerite's cool, but let me just let me just up it a little bit. Let me get a couple sticks of C4. Sticks? Are they sticks? Is that what they're called? They're blocks. Sticks. You could get away with that. Okay, yeah. fine. It's fine. A brick. Brick. Brick of C4. A brick of C4. You know you can't uh, you can't engage C4 by shooting it. Yeah, uh, it's I, an electronic. Yeah, explosion. I read that because it's um, there's there's a, a detonator pin. It's got a it, because C4 works as an accelerant, and it actually has to have a uh, a smaller explosion inside of it for it to accelerate the actual C4 itself. They actually put uh, MythBusters had an episode where they put some in a microwave, still doesn't explode. It is the most um, stable, stable explosive that, yep. that is used or can be manufactured. Then you got stuff like, you know, dynamite and, and, and other stuff where you're just like, I don't even know if I want to hold this. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's going to explode. Um, okay, topic. 9-11. Okay. 9-11. 9-11. Um, okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with the – okay. I'm gonna start. <laughs> I'm gonna start with the Pentagon. Okay. We're gonna start there okay. and work our way forward. God. Okay. So I'm gonna take the reins here for a second. <laughs> That's fine. So there is one single video. I know. One single, about. you know, security camera mm-hmm. video that you can see from 9/11. Okay. Hold the fucking phone now. Okay. You're talking the most secured building right. in the entire country, right. and there's one CCV that catches it? Matter of fact, let's let's also talk about the fact that there's one CCV, and it's also uh, super low res, super oh. low frames. Oh, awful. And um, the, the thing, a lot of people with that, because uh, I, I want to get into the whole the money side of it, right? Um. You know, and and I'm I'm a big conspiracy theorist. I'm I've become more of a skeptic now than I used to be, which is good. It's good to you know do your research. I don't. Shit. I'm not. I'm not sitting here saying that I've got a tinfoil hat on. <laughs> I'm using your terminology, <laughs> aluminum foil hat. Um, I'm just saying it's interesting when it, it, there's some 
compelling evidence out there, and it's interesting to view it from a different light. Well, I, what, where I was going with that is it, it's weird, and if you, you can do the research into it, anytime the government is like uh, uh, is about to be investigated for like losing money, which happens all the time, they you know because you can go into like where's this two billion dollars yeah about black budget shit right so um and it's it's weird anytime they've lost money some kind of tragedy happens now i'm not saying there's a correlation there i just think it's interesting just kind of pretty fucking interesting from what i understand the um when 9-11 happened and the plane hit the pentagon there was and i say plane you know air quotes Thank um, you. Thank you. Okay, so when when the wall exploded, um, that the side of the side of the Pentagon that hit is where they keep financial records, and allegedly they were actually about to be under investigation again for missing like three billion dollars, unaccounted for. Now, hardcore conspiracy theorists talk about black budget shit and stuff that is off the record, off the books. And money gets funneled into stuff because you have the military budgets like, okay, this is how much money that we can spend and this is how much money we have. But then part of that military budget goes missing because the military gets to decide where that money goes. So if there's like $3 billion unaccounted for because it's off the books and black budget stuff that, you know, top above top secret kind of, you know, you know, alien tech, if you want to even go that far. Because this shit happens. Yeah, all like, the time. It's real. All the time. And any time that there is uh, an investigation, something happens. So uh, somebody looked into it, and I guess the Pentagon was about to be under investigation again for missing money. And then the wall that got hit is that in, in that section of the Pentagon is where um, they keep financial records and stuff like that that just happened to explode. Like, well, shit. Well, tragedy happened. But the my thing... Uh, with with nine eleven specifically the Pentagon since you brought it up, the I don't I mean that building's like what two or three stories it's not very tall it's just deep as fuck it's, it's deep as fuck but the the that wall that got blown out right and there always you know a seven forty seven or a seven thirty seven or what have you do you have any idea how seven, low seven forty seven it was a, it was forty seven how low have to fly in order to hit it let alone the fact that because they are so outrageously heavy. Okay. It, and it doesn't hit anything else. So it's got to fly low. It's not just going to dive in there. It's got to fly low, cruise low, and then hit the building. The problem is those things are they're so ridiculously heavy. I don't think there is a single pilot that can fly that low and keep it that low for that long of a period of time to cruise into a building. It's just they're too heavy for that. Moving on. Um, Pentagon, okay? This one single CCV. You can watch that. That's open source, by the way. Yep. You can just hop on fucking YouTube and watch that. Um, I watched a frame-by-frame, frame, mm-hmm. and it's like one-second frame. Yep. Next-second frame. Okay, so one frame, nothing. Yep. Next frame, big-ass hole in the wall. <laughs> yes. That, yeah. That's... That's how that shit panned out. You don't see a plane. It's just there was, nothing, flash, hole in the wall. There was a correspondent, too, that um, it was the first one on the scene um, after that happened. And 
somebody the 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 person in the studio, the news anchor in the studio was like, "Oh, you know, people are saying it was a plane." And he's like, "I I don't I don't think it's a plane. There's there's no plane parts. There's yeah, no fuselage. If you can there's, look at pictures, there's nothing. There yeah. are pictures on site. Mm-hmm. Do you know how fucking big plane parts well, are? N- not to they're miss- fucking huge. <laughs> you can't miss that shit. Not to mention the fact that um, the tires are bigger than me. Well, and if you've seen any plane crashes whatsoever, there's, I don't think I've ever seen footage of a plane crash where there wasn't some part of the plane left. They, that, you know, the cabin fuselage, anything. Uh, yeah. There's there, there a fucking turbine. There's always something left because you know, when planes crash, they break up into pieces. They don't just disintegrate. Yeah. You know, upon impact, oh, e- it melted. E- even, even if you shoot one out of the sky, uh, you know, the, the, the point of hitting a plane with like a sidewinder missile or whatever. I don't even know if those are still in use, but it's one of the few missiles that I know of. Tomahawk, maybe? Point is, um, th- when you hit one of those, you're trying to blow up the plane, but the point is to get it on the ground. Mm-hmm. You take the plane from the sky to the ground. That is the point. Um, it's not just to explode the plane. You just kill the guy, make the plane go on, on the ground, ground level. Uh Plane out of sky. Plane out of sky. Plane on ground. Plane on ground. We win. That is that is the. Let's go home, boys. That is the point. So, um, you so you have, like I said, there's no there's no parts. You know, there's no there's no, not a single part. There's nothing. Look at the pictures. Um, Google it. And then, uh, but yeah, the interview um, that was you know because they kept re rerunning all those interviews and stuff all day people, all day. Um, that is the only time that was shown ever again. And then they started to sell the story. Well, it was a plane, and it was a plane. Um, I watched a digital, um, basically comparing the size of the hole in the wall to an actual 747. Yep, they don't match up. Um, a cruise missile makes the most sense. There's and it would move faster than a CCTV. There's one solid clean hole. It's a big old hole. There was a one solid clean hole. Also, interesting factoid. Um, no one in the Pentagon was hurt. That whole that whole section yeah. that the plane had nobody in it. Plane hit, nobody was in it. Yeah. It was under construction. Yeah. Um anyway, <laughs> moving forward. Um so planes have wings, mm-hmm. right? Clean hole. Yep. Not big enough for a 747 well, fuselage. It, it, it's it's interesting that you mentioned that because um going to 9-11, especially the, you know, the tragedy. And the, I also have to say, too, that we're, we're not discounting that it, that it was a tragedy and that people died because people did people die. People did die, yeah. Um, and um, it's, it's a tragedy regardless. Yeah. So, uh, But the tragedies thing, also need to be investigated. The thing is, if, if you're a government and you want to get um, the people riled up about, you know, terrorists or, or whatever the case may be. The baddies. The baddies. You use the baddies as your your focal point. Um, you say, okay, you know, we've been working on this for a little bit. There's bad people, you know, in in the Middle East or in this case, and then they're like, oh, well, building just came down, and it was the bad people. It was the baddies. And, and then you have the entire you have Congress. You have just outrageous approval across the board. Like, fuck these guys. They came into our house and blew up our shit. Let's go and 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 get them. So now that goes back to Pearl Harbor. Same thing. Uh, we didn't we didn't want to be involved. We didn't want to be involved in war. And then 
you know, Pearl Harbor happens and then everybody's like, fuck those Nazis. That is exactly what happened. But the minute you say, well, maybe this is kind of, you know, this is, well, this is sketchy because so plane hits, right? And I, you know, I, I was into some of the, the early conspiracy theories with like, uh, well, jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams. Okay. Yeah, right. Fine. That's, you know, oh, well, uh, you know, it, it doesn't melt steel beams or whatever. And then I saw this video where a guy was explaining that, no, it doesn't melt steel beams. However, when steel gets hot enough, it gets soft, and then the weight can crush lower floors, okay? I'm fine with that. I'm fine with looking at evidence saying, hey, this is, you know, this this doesn't make sense. Here's actually what happened. I'm like, okay, I'm fine with that, mm-hmm. and I'm fine with but. It doesn't explain not only the interviews of people, uh, firefighters and first responders who were like, we went into the building and there was explosions in the lobby. There was all these secondary ex- after the fact. There was stuff that went off before the building came down. So the, the plane hits the top of the tower, right? Heat goes up. Tor- towards the top. Towards yeah. the top. Heat goes up, right? Um, first of all, the actual designer of the building was interviewed and it was designed to withstand a plane like twice the size of the one that hit it. Uh, and and brush it off like it was nothing because these buildings they're they're massively tall they're designed to withstand that kind of shit because they're huge you know mm-hmm. they're um so the plane hits it right and i i'm even okay with there being so much heat uh that the top floors uh, fell okay the problem is top floors fall the bottom floors based on physics the bottom floors would eventually stop because the um mm-hmm. If, if you watch the video, it all comes down basically like at the speed of gravity. Demolition. Yeah. And so if the top floor is the only one that was damaged, it comes down first. It would crush like two or three floors below it. Then it would slow down and stop. Mm-hmm. The whole building would not come down. Okay. Now, if you say, okay, the plane hit it and, um, you know, I can even see it toppling over. That makes sense to me because you blow up a top half. There's too much weight up top. There's too much damage up top. Then it tips over. But if you look at the footage, it comes straight down. It does not damage a single building around it at all. And New York is densely packed with buildings. So you want to tell me that a building came down. A big-ass building. A big-ass building came down and did not damage anything else around it? That is... That and is then a, Building 7? Yeah, uh, exactly. Building 7, which is never talked about, also came down, but wasn't even, it wasn't touched by anything. I don't even think it ever got lit on fire. It, it didn't even, it just came down. The story was there was office fires that burned hot enough to bring it down. Bullshit. Here's, okay, here's what bugs me about that too. Because like I said, there's no rubble. Matter of fact, uh, I've seen interviews of first responders where they walked inside at ground zero, okay? And they look up and it's gone. There's not enough rubble there. Even if it was a controlled demolition, there is an outrageous amount of rubble that should be there. They go in, look up, they see sky. There's just the bottom half of the building. There's no rubble anywhere. There's there's nothing. It's just the bottom half of the building, the lobby, and it's cut off midway. And it makes no sense. To top that off, uh, if you look at all of the vehicles and stuff around the area, have you seen those shots? Hmm. This is where it gets really weird and starts to get kind of like, okay. uh, uh, you know, real heavy into like experimental tech and stuff like that. So there is a conspiracy theory that the way it came down 
wasn't a controlled demolition per se. What they're calling is like, uh, I think the term thrown around is dustification. And it's like experiment that disintegrates things. Because, like I said, there's, 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 not, there's no rubble. There's nothing like, there's, okay, there's rubble, but there's not enough for it to be a full-size building. It's just there and then it's gone. Um, but if you look around the area, um, all these cars are just, you know, charred and it's just the chassis, right? All the stuff that is destroyed on these cars was um, basically anything that, essentially, I think anything that wasn't metal. So it looks like they were burnt out, right? But the one photo that got me, and again, I, you know, there's no way for me to corroborate it that if it's not Photoshopped or whatever, it doesn't look to be Photoshopped. I should say that. Half of the, it's a police car. Half of the police car is gone and burnt and whatever. The other half is perfectly fine. And it's, it, it falls within that, <laughs> it falls within that radius. There's this radius around the building where basically just destroyed everything, but these cars aren't moved. They weren't on fire uh, and they're just, they're just gone. Like they look like they were on fire or it looked like they were, you ever seen what happens if you live a car in like the desert for like 10 years or whatever, mm -hmm. it just turns into a chassis, right? Everything just degrades and from, from weather and, and whatever, there's just the chassis left. This is exactly what it looks like. And it just happened instantaneously and it just makes no sense. And then you have that police car that's like half, half okay. And then half not okay. You can't say that's a fire. No fire stops midway. There's no other charring. It's like there's a fucking line down the middle, and like half of it's like, nah, dude, I'm gonna be chill. The front of the car is like, fuck. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, you you, ha you have all that stuff put together, and it's just a little little fishy. It's 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 questionable. It's just a little fishy. Especially after again after you've seen the interviews with the first responders who were like, you know, there was other explosions, there was other stuff going on, and then. Of course, all of this happens, and then government's like, "Hey, it was uh, excuse me, it was the um, it was the Al Qaeda, it was the terrorists. Let's go to war." And then everybody's like, "Fuck yeah, let's go to war." And it just it, it's it's concerning that this happens more often than not, um, because you know uh, we can go into. Uh, we're, we're way over the time that we we're supposed to be. I thought we were getting close. It's fine. Um, uh, uh, but um, we have about ten minutes to shave off about a half hour. Okay. Um. But yeah, um, you can look into oh, what's the other one? Uh, the 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 Las Vegas thing, right? One of the issues around that same thing. You have you have you know all of these all of these events that happened, but the the Vegas thing also doesn't make a whole lot of sense mm -mm. because. Uh, it, it was a casino or it was a casino or like one of those hotels, right? It was a hotel, yeah. the, the most security cameras per square foot on the planet. Uh, and there was nothing that caught the guy coming in, caught the guy leaving. And he had a fucking arsenal. Yeah. How do you just load an arsenal up into a hotel room? Exactly. Over the, he was there With, for three days? Without anybody paying attention to it. Yeah. Not to mention that right after this happened, there was a photo leak that supposedly showed the guy like the that he shot himself so somebody leaked the photos from the 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 FBI or, or or police whatever so these crime scene photos right crime scene photos leaked right after they were like hey 
this guy and he shot himself. But I guess the original story was that the, the police came in and shot him. So then they changed the story. Like, well, he shot himself. And then, oh, these photos got leaked from the crime scene, et cetera, et cetera. It just, it felt very organized and very orchestrated. But then I've seen interviews with people who were there who were like, you know, this is just, um, this is kind of where it gets a little bit fishy as far as like, you don't really know how much of the stories that you can trust. But I've heard stories that like there was choppers in the area, that it wasn't, it wasn't just one guy shooting from a window. Now this, I've seen stories coming out now, there's possibly two people. And to top everything else off, you got the whole chopper situation that also is sketchy and makes no sense. Um, but would fit with the, because uh, I watched the whole video where the guy compared the sound of the gunfire to the sound of the gun that they, he allegedly used that didn't match. So we're talking like something big and something heavy that civilians can't just acquire. Right. So I'm not saying I, I don't know what the end game would be. We know the end game for 9-11 was, you know, you know, invading the Middle East, but we don't know the end game for this this Vegas thing unless it's just to keep people, uh, make people more um, security conscious and to give more control to, you know, our supreme overlords. <laughs> I've I've watched a few videos on that. This is a pretty solid documentary about 9-11, too. Oh, there's a ton of them. Yeah. Uh, Continue. I, I, I get down with 9-11 conspiracy theories. Um, but I've watched, I've watched a couple of things um, on the Las Vegas shooting. Mm-hmm. And it's all pretty interesting. Yeah, and, and like I said, I'm not saying that it didn't happen, and I'm not saying like people didn't die because I mean, obviously they people did. did die. Yeah, but uh, it's still a tragedy regardless. Yes, but but I think that the fact that it was a tragedy shouldn't make us blind. Exactly. To what happened? I'm not discrediting or shitting on people that died, like yeah. because people died. Yeah, exactly. It's just shouldn't we like try and figure out. Well, and, and, and we're not saying, you know, this could be one of those things where it's just, you know, it's just one of those mysteries, you know, we'll never know exactly what happened. Um, and it could be something where, you know, you don't have anything, you know, it's not an inside job or it's not a government conspiracy or what have you. But the thing that gets everybody so riled up about 9-11 um, is the fact that there is a lot of evidence to the contrary of the story that was told, especially because the planes hit, okay, uh, the fact that you know uh, the way the way they hit, how much damage, or the plane just kind of disappears inside the building, which which I always find peculiar. But then some of the evidence that says, okay, it was you know it was Al Qaeda, is like, oh here's their you know here's their passports. That's what all that's one of the things that's always bugged me. There's barely any, I mean, there's like nothing of the building left, and you want to tell me that you somehow that their passports managed to survive. You've seen a passport. They're made out of paper and uh, like the, like the wax coating on the outside. So unless I don't know, they brought like a titanium box with them. <laughs> it's like, oh, we should put our passports in these so that people will know that we did this thing. So that we can be found out. Um, also, um, one of the things around that that is kind of interesting is the story that was told was people were calling their loved ones from the airplane. This is, I think, one of the other airplanes that was um, 
that was taken, I don't think made it to because there's was there three. There's there one, there one, was there was um because there's that whole movie where the, the people tried to they diverted one of them. Yeah, there one hit the Pentagon. Yeah, two two hit the Trade Center, and then there was a fourth one, I think. And f- there was one that w- that crashed into a field. Yes, that was okay. So, uh, one of the interesting things about that is that the story is that you know people were calling their loved ones from from the plane, right? Well, at the time, you weren't allowed to use a phone on a plane. More importantly, the, uh, again, I haven't looked super deep into this, but I did see a pretty uh, informative video about it that. Um, the the tech wasn't there. You couldn't actually call somebody from an airplane because the cell phones didn't ping the towers fast enough. So you couldn't physically make a phone call from your cell phone from the plane because of the fact that you could not get a connection consistent enough because it it had to ping the towers. Well, the phones just weren't 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 at, there at that time. And I think they actually tested it, and they took phones from would have been popular in, in two thousand and one. And they went up on a plane and tried to do it. You, you get no signal. It does not work uh, because it, it can't ping the towers fast enough. And so at the same time, you have all oh, they call their loved ones. And because I think there were still phones on the plane at the time, um, because before you know they needed to take take those out or whatever. But then you have that story, which is starting to lose lose weight as well. And I just I don't know, man. I just you know and. Uh, I just, I wish more people were at least open to the idea that maybe the government is is doing some sketchy shit. You know what I mean? But I mean, I think think it's gonna be one of those things where people are people are complacent and they do, they don't want to believe that the government would do something like that um, for for an agenda. Know. And you know, to the contrary, we do that kind of shit all the time. And that's just the shit you know about. That's what bugs me. Stuff that's top secret and like super, you know, you know, off off the books and stuff that the government does all the time that we want to assume that oh well, there's no way they would do that bullshit. They do it all the time. But yeah, that's that's my thoughts on it. Governments are shitty. Governments are shitty. They do shitty things. They do all kinds of shitty things. Lots of shitty things. Uh, but shit. where would we be without government? Well, there's a lot of places we'd be without government. Yeah. If you want to get get down to the nuts and bolts of it. Um, but yeah, so, you know. 9-11 was an inside job. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, I think quite possibly it could have been. I think it's definitely a possibility. I, don't, I think that there is a lot, <clears throat> looking at it from a different light, mm-hmm. There's a lot of evidence to show that we may not know the whole truth. And will we ever? Who fucking knows? Exactly. But I think it's interesting. Um, I think it's real interesting. But um, but yeah, this is this is all that I wrote on the paper. <laughs> I don't know if you can see it, but it, it says uh, this is the episode. Where we talk about nine eleven. <laughs> that's that's all it says. Oh God. Well, I think we're I think we're pretty much out of time. Yeah, I'm um, super tired. Yeah, I can see it's that. It's one thirty. Um, I have to work. So, yeah. So we're we're sitting right about an hour. Um, 
And uh, like I said, we're going to try to condense them a little bit more. This one just kind of got away from us a little bit. 9-11, bro. Um, next week, uh, I'd like to talk more about, because we're on, in the theme of conspiracy theories, um, I'd like to talk a lot about some of the alien conspiracy theories. I know we talked about it a little bit, mm-hmm. but uh, there's some, some pretty heavy shit, especially with stuff that's been going on lately, too. Yeah. So. I, aliens. <laughs> yes. Aliens. aliens. So yeah, that'll that'll be it for us. Join us, uh, join us next week um, for aliens. So uh, yeah, I'm Logan Taylor, Austin Merrill. See you next time. Whoever is generating semi-musical noises on the bridge, please cease such activities immediately. I guess that.